There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano, or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white, so go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the long arm of the law. Got miles to go before we sleep. Lawman is putting into my running and I'm so far from my We will not go gently. We're going to unleash hell here in December. Oh, mama, I can hear you crying. You're so scared and all alone. Hey, somebody fix this guy's buckle. Hey, I'm going to coming down from the gallows and I don't have very long. Alongside the one and only ham man himself, Mr. Brian Hamlin. Dude, we're we're all aboard this juju hype train right now. Yeah, I'm all about the the juju hype train right now. I, but I can't believe that you just hit me with an Adam Sandler impression to begin the show. <laughs> juju hoo hoo, what is this? Is this the longest yard? Um, all right, listen, I I've been all aboard the juju train all all season. Um, and it was it was frankly it was the Juju Smith-Schuster show last night. Uh, as much as the Steelers defense came out to play, Juju uh, bringing out, cranking out the, the chain on the, uh, on the bike on the sideline after his 97-yard touchdown. I'll tell you what, who needs a bike when you can run like that? Um, uh, that was the biggest play of the game last, uh, last night. Easy. Easily. Um, I mean, we're definitely going to get into it here. Uh, but, I mean, at the beginning of the season, if you would have told me that Juju Smith-Schuster would have not only surpassed Martavis Bryant on the Jets chart, but possibly, like, taking the guy out of, like, out of Pittsburgh. Kicked him out of Pittsburgh. Juju Smith, like, I, I frankly, we're going we're gonna to talk about if, if Bryant's going to get traded or not, but, I, like, Juju Smith-Schuster not only came through and won the game last night for the Steelers and, and came through in a couple, more, more than one third down, uh, along with the touchdown, um, which also came on, thir- on a third and nine. Uh, honestly, he's the, possession, he's the possession receiver that the Steelers have wanted him to be. And I'm super excited about Juju after this game. Yo, this this kid literally, you know, created some of the biggest opportunities of the night uh, for the Steelers. He ends with over 150 receiving yards with that big touchdown on the 97-yard grab, of course. Um, but, you know, there's so much 
more than just Juju involved with this, like you said, Martavis Bryant, but just, you know, Antonio Brown as well. And, and, and pretty much the entire throwing offense now has a new schema here because now you have an additional threat. Um, and we're really excited to get into it. But really quick before we do, we want to remind you that this show is sponsored by Frank Walker Law, the top criminal defense firm to call in Western PA and Virginia, West Virginia, excuse me, home to one of the nation's top 100 ranked trial attorneys in Frank Walker. For his Pennsylvania office, call 412-212-3878 or to reach his West Virginia office, give him a call at 304-712-2089. You should also check out his website, frankwalkerlaw.com, to see how he can help you in your time of need. Frank Walker Law, real talk, real experience, real results saw some real results out of juju smith schuster and uh we're gonna break it down here for you so without further ado let's get hey sports fans football season's here and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie my bookie is the industry leading sports betting website that offers real vegas odds on football baseball and all your favorite sporting events you can take aside the total or even fantasy points props my bookie lets you bet online and win big did the game already kick off don't sweat it MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even eSports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. Started. Brian, um, you know, we could start this off any other way, but you threw this question at me, and I really like this. Uh, fact or fiction? So I think it's only fitting that I answer it first here. Uh, fact or fiction? Juju Smith-Schuster will outperform Antonio Brown in two more contests before the end of the season. This is hard. You watch 100 games, and they are all the Steelers and the Lions. You say yes. But there have been other games where, you know, this has been a guy who, you know, could do a little bit more. Don't forget we have some games in there where he's getting peppered around, uh, you know, with just five or six catches for maybe 40, 50 yards. So, that being said, I'm going to say fiction. I still don't think I can doubt the number one man in the league. Uh, four wide receiving right now, especially now that Odell is hurt. It's without a doubt Antonio uh, Antonio Brown. almost said Antonio Bryant. That'd be a weird combination, Martavis and Antonio. That would definitely be an alien, that's for sure. Yeah, he would look even weird. Like, you know, I think – I tend to think Antonio Brown's kind of a clean-cut kind of guy, and you look at Martavis, and it's, you know, almost a combination of, like, you know, Little Wayne and, like – I can't even think of who the other part would be. He just screams Lil Wayne to me. Maybe he is just Lil Wayne playing football yeah, and little, getting a lot taller. Lil Breezy? Yeah, Lil... Little, little, is, is that what his name would be? Lil Bryant. Yeah, Lil Bryant. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Um, so I'm also going to go with fiction, and I'm going to go with the... Um, I'm going with fiction not so much because of Antonio Brown's talent and Antonio Brown's ability to go eight for 150 any game. Um I think the Juju Smith-Schuster is just not going to be the that we saw him be last night. I think that you're probably going to see the likes of, of uh, I think, 11, Justin Hunter, or Martavis Bryant, if he doesn't leave, will eventually be the vertical threat for the Steelers. 
uh, along the sidelines and outside the numbers. And I think that Juju is more of the slot guy um, and more of the possession receiver. You'll see him more on the seam. I mean, heck, the touchdown that he did score last night uh, on the on the 97 yarder that was a, that was a seam route that he ran. Um, so I think that uh, I, I I think that we're not going to see him rack up too many games where he's got 176 yards, 180 yards receiving. Oh. Um, I, I think that I think that that's definitely going to be his high water mark. Well, sure, that'd be unrealistic to even assume that he gets near that in the first place. Yeah, well, I, totally. I, I think though, but it, it, but is it unrealistic to to expect that of Antonio Brown? No, that's no. the difference. That's the kicker, and that's the kicker. Yeah, because Juju Smith-Schuster needs to score a 97-yard touchdown for him to rack up 175 yards, and into and uh, when and when frankly he's he's more of a guy who can maybe go for like. I mean, he saw 10 targets last night. I wouldn't be surprised if he sees similar looks, maybe it's 7 to 10, 7 to 12 weekly. I mean, that's a pretty big range, 7 to 12. But either way, I think, though, he's more of the possession guy, more of the guy who's going to be running routes no more than 15 yards away from the quarterback. This, for me, is also significant because it definitively puts Eli Rodgers out of a job, uh, for me especially. More, more so than, than Martavis Bryant. Yes, yeah. yes, and I agree with that. Um, because, you know, Justin Hunter made some big catches last night, by the way. Had a really nice first down uh, in, the, in the second quarter uh, that really stuck out to me. It was a third and ten situation, and the Steelers converted with that. And it's like, all right, on, on a very, very key down, you're going to wide receiver number four on your depth chart. Which I've seen them do. I've seen them throw the ball to, like, Xavier Grimble on third and ten. Sure. In the red zone. Yeah. I think he, in one of those games, Grimble had, like, two touchdowns. I've seen it happen before. Yeah. Definitely. At the end of last year, for sure. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to get into the tight end situation as we go on here. Um, but, yeah, Juju, man, this is, this is big-time stuff, and, and it forces me to talk about what we got here with number two. Um, and, and this here, seeing as we were just on the subject of tight ends, um, you know, Jesse James has been a good possession tight end for this team. Uh, McDonald has had a decent enough go. Last season, incoming to the season, the Steelers had Ladarius Green, who was one of the on-the-rise tight ends from was was key key friggin' word was why did lied to the Steelers organization, told them that he did not have pre-existing medical conditions, signed a contract, and then re- revealed that he was injured. But that that that's for further debate. Yeah, bygones can be bygones, but. Right now, there's a three tight end set of Jesse James, Vance McDonald, and Xavier Grimble taking the third spot. Grimble is known as, like, the, the blocking guy. Uh, Vance McDonald has a nice set of hands, but can't block for anything, uh, which is interesting. And then Jesse James has been the all-around uh, go-to guy. And Jesse James obviously was the backup to Ladarius when he was brought in from San Diego slash L.A., um, you know, last season. That begs the question, Brian, fact or fiction, trade – or draft a tight end in the upcoming future. So I think they definitely need to, to draft a tight end. Um, but before the show, I said, I came up with this question to say that they need to trade for a tight end uh, specifically because of their window to win a Super Bowl here. And so I, I'm going to go with the fact to answer the question. It's fact they need to get a tight end. Um, I do not think that Jesse James, Vance McDonald, or Xavier Grimble provide the the necessary red zone uh, target that Ben Roethlisberger needs. Now, when I brought this question up, I did not have a, I did not have a cure. I did not have a cure. I don't have a fix. I don't know who it is, but I think that this is definitely an ill for this team at this time, at this point in time. 
Uh, personally, I think that they really need – I think that their window to win the Super Bowl is this year and maybe next. Maybe next. Um, I think Ben Roethlisberger is declining rapidly, and his health is – I think his health is going to be coming to question as we, as we get down the stretch here. And the Steelers need to convert in the red zone. And if you look throughout Ben Roethlisberger's career when they were great in the red zone, Heath Miller, number 83, was a huge asset to them. They have a guy like Juju who's a great possession receiver like Heinz Ward who's also great in the red zone. I think they need to find a way to get a tight end on this offense to complement Ben Roethlisberger as, as probably like, this, like the third look in the red zone. Because right now I think you're looking at uh, – pro- I mean, your best option is run the ball with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Antonio Brown one-on-one, he's probably going to get – like he doesn't score that often in the red zone unless you give him like a wide receiver screen. And I think that uh, he actually doesn't score that many touchdowns in general because of that, Antonio Brown. Um, but continuing, uh, I, I just think that they need to, they need to put in another – they need someone else to be a red, zone, a red zone target. I think a tight end's a perfect guy. Yeah, and, you know, there's quite a number of tight ends who are ending up here uh, in their contract year. One of them, I, I'm just going to touch on this real briefly because I, I think it's significant, uh, is, is Zach Miller, who, who arguably probably has the end of his career looming. But, uh, you know, for those who are unfamiliar with the situation, Miller took a very, very awkward land in the game on Sunday and, and ended up – Non-contact injury. Yeah, non-contact injury. Landed just completely wrong and, and honestly destroyed his knee, um, you know, maybe severed some arteries in there as well. And obviously the big concern when that happens is that, you know, you stabilize the leg so the person has their leg for the remainder of their life. I mean, it's crazy that in this game of football we're talking about a potential amputation, but it's also not we've, – we've seen men, uh, you know, over the years get hurt to the point of paralysis. Uh, we've seen guys, you know, get, get really injured, um, and we wish Zach Miller our best regards. He is, you know, one of those contract year players, unfortunately. Um, it, it looks like, you know, he's more concerned about his health, so pr- prayers to Zach Miller without a doubt. Um, some of the other guys on this list who are contract year players, Martellus Bennett, uh, you know, other ones maybe a little bit older in age, Anthony Fasano, who's always had a good little hand to him. Like Martellus Bennett's had, like, virtually no role in New England, right? Is that where he is right now? No, Green Bay. He's, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, well, now he doesn't have a role without, of course, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Jimmy Graham's on that list from Seattle. They have not been able to get a ton of involvement out of him. Uh, Xavier Grimble's on the list as well as guys going into contract year, so obviously not the huge, uh, biggest priority there. But, uh, you know, a lot of guys on these, on, you know, these depth charts that could – Teams could potentially be looking to get rid of them because they're not willing to pay them the money needed over time. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey, obviously, he's going to get money from Kansas City. Uh, but, you know, Nick O'Leary uh, from Buffalo in a contract here right now. Uh, Jordan Reed oh, from, from uh, Washington. Florida State, Nick yes. O'Leary. Yes, and then, Washington, and then Washington's Jordan Reed, obviously, he's going to fetch a high price. The ends are going to be able to end up paying that I guy. I wonder why Nick O'Leary has not been a bigger factor up there because Charles Clay has been their guy. Yes. And, and he's hurt. I don't know if O'Leary gets snaps now. Um, but that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's throwing the ball a little bit. Yeah, not not a huge involvement there as we're taking a look at what O'Leary has done this season. I mean, he's he really only been targeted 15 total times, uh, which sounds like the number of targets for you know Jesse James here. But yeah, over the over the course of the season, of course, not really. But um, this is interesting, and this is a question that's going to have to be addressed down the line. Um, moving into number three, let's backtrack a little bit to Juju. Uh, with the recent success of him, Martavis Bryant will be traded by the next game, Brian. This is a hot button issue right now. Fact or fiction? 
So before the show, I probably would have told you. Uh, I probably would have told like like in a hot in a, in a hot take conversation. The answer is yes. Uh, to be completely frank, I think it's a fiction. I think that them, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers sitting uh, Martavis Bryant this week was a punitive move. Um, maybe they did want to flex their muscles a little bit and see what they could get out of Juju. And obviously, the huge game from him may suggest that they won't need the likes of Bryant in the future. Um, but that being said, I think that the um, I kind of want them to trade him, but because I could care less for him. But I think that them sitting him this week definitely took the attention off of Martavis and put the attention on Juju Smith-Schuster. And because of that, really relieved a lot of tension in that lock. Probably relieved some tension in the locker room. Definitely took some attention off the Steelers in the national media. And I think that as a result, um, you might see Bryant stick around. Maybe he learned his lesson. Yeah, and you know, part of me is such in debate because Bryant has done exactly what the organization frowns upon. You know, taking the social media, acting like a little brat. This is the same sort of stunt that Mike Wallace pulled, you know, before he ended up finding himself out. He was like, I deserve to be paid this money. I'm the best wide out in the league. Why the hell would you not pay me? Then he went to Miami and had mid-seasons, you know, like absolutely average seasons. I think that the big difference here is that this isn't about money and this is about attitude. This is about attitude and and for Bryant. Well, it might be about money for him in the long term. I think it is about it's about just touching the ball right now uh, because he's hungry. Um, but yeah, I, I just I, I I don't like the behavior. But you know, this is um, does he get traded this week? Fiction? No. Does he get traded by the deadline? Back this week. The deadline is this week. Well, then it's okay. Well, then then I've overstepped myself here. Yeah. Now I've now I've backed myself into a little corner. Um. No. Then I guess he doesn't get traded. I didn't even realize yeah. the deadline was this week. Then yeah, no, he doesn't. I think I think they keep him around, and you know, worst comes to worst, he sits inactive. But I have a hard time believing that Mike Tomlin wants to keep that guy inactive the whole year. I think he thinks now with. Here, picture this, because we've been saying uh, Juju's replacing him on the depth chart. Screw Martavis, blah, blah, blah. Can you imagine if Martavis picks up from where he was with his 2015 and self and has a good, a, a decent second a half of this half, season? Yeah. And then combine that with a rookie who's been outstanding and combine that with the top wide out in the league. Also, wait, did you forget about 26? Yeah. The Steelers are the most lethal offense in the league with that, with a board. top 10 defense. There's no way that team – okay, maybe I'm overstepping myself here. We've Again, got to go, like, major I don't, now. Like, are we talking ourselves into saying that Martavis Bryant, like, has a role in this team? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if he did. But it, hypothetically, if he does bring him together with Juju, Antonio, and Le'Veon, that's the best offense in football. Easy. Without a doubt, if Martavis can even perform at 75% of where he was, that's amazing. Then you combine that with a top-10 defense. Maybe I'm overstepping boundaries here, like I said, but I think there's no way that team can lose. There's very little way that that team gets beat on plays that are not their own mistakes. You know? Yeah, that shoot themselves in the foot. Exactly. Um, that's the big kicker for me. We're going to find out. The next time we have this show, we may be Martavis Bryantless. We're going to find out, but you know who we'll always have is Mr. Frank Walker. Smart or stupid? 
Those strobing lights in your rear view, that flashlight shining in your face. License, registration, and insurance, please. The little adventure you're about to have with this guy? Uh, I'll need you to step out of the vehicle, please. Okay, so you've done something stupid. Fix it with a smart move. For DUI or criminal defense, call Frank Walker of FrankWalkerLaw.com. He knows his way around a courtroom. 412-532-6805. 412-532-6805 or FrankWalkerLaw.com. Frank Walker, real talk, real experience, real results. It is Halloween tomorrow. That's exciting, which means candy for the kids. During the break, I was just offered an unspeakable thing by Brian. Well, it is speakable. We are going to speak about it because it's it's something that we can't come to a conclusion on. Um, Brian just offered me candy corn. He's willingly eating it next to me right now. I think candy corn's disgusting. I think buy me about 12 shots of Jameson Deep to be able to eat a handful of candy corn and say, wow, I really enjoyed eating that. That's where I'm at right now. You're just chowing down on it. <laughs> Are you a candy corn guy, really? I just ate 12 pieces of candy corn. Well, you told me that you couldn't eat a handful of it, 11 shots into into drinking. 12 shots. We're going with consistency here, you know, 12 and 12. I've, I've seen you eat much worse after four. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Inherently uh, true. If, but that's not, like, people throw I love their- I love candy corn. I think that candy corn is a quintessential, like, bowl candy. You think about, like, your grandma's house, like, what kind of candy they have in there. So, like, I mean, if we're talking all time, they got, like, mini Milky Way, mini Snickers, mini Three Musketeers, like, that kind of assortment pack. But we're talking, like, seasonal, autumn. Like, like here's the thing. Candy corn works beyond Halloween. Candy corn can work anytime between September and December 1st. You're allowed to have candy corn, like, in your yeah. – like, like, on your co- – like, in your kitchen table. Like, on your kitchen table. Yeah, but by that rationale, you know, like, when, when I get a nice – when I get a nice, like, piece – It's a lot. Okay, like, I ate 12. I'm not going to have any more for, like, a day. You know what I mean? Like – like, it is a rich candy. I will give you that. Sure. Like, there's, like it's, and it's definitely an acquired taste. For me, you're, you're, uh, what am I, what's the word I'm looking rationale. for here? No, 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 not rationale. What did you just say? You're like, your, your, your argument about, um, the kids, the, yeah, the, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, the, it's your communal bowl candy. Well, yeah, like, what's when, 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 when I, when I go out, when I go out and I get, like, a nice sandwich and then it's on top of, like, a piece of, like, kale, it's like, okay, I'm not supposed to eat that kale. Just because it's there doesn't mean you eat it, you know? I, no, but it's not like candy corn is strictly ornamental. It's definitely edible. People eat candy corn. Like, like candy corn is in, I would venture to say, like, a third of the homes that readily celebrate that, that readily celebrate Halloween um, in America. With, and we'll say, like, I mean, like, children or not. Uh, you have an autumn, like, an autumn candy bowl. And I think that your candy bowl is definitely filled with uh definitely filled with candy corn i don't know i i i agree I, I agree with you that it's there i don't know if it's eaten you know what's bad are those pumpkins the little pumpkin the pumpkin, mallow pumpkins pump, yeah. or pumpkin candy corn yeah pumpkin mallow or whatever they're called yeah they're just like the candy, they're candy yeah, corn flavor but they're shaped like a pumpkin yeah. those are bad those are bad don't eat those yeah don't eat those. exactly like i want an I almond joint like, i think there's like petroleum in candy corn i think i read that you know what? I heard that from someone in class the other day. I'm not going to say I read it. I'm going to say I heard it from someone who's sitting next to me. So you're held at the liberty of the person that was in my women gender studies class the other day. So we'll see. 
they have very strong opinions about candy corn. There. Well, I, to be completely to be completely honest, I feel like someone who's a women gender studies major definitely knows if there's petroleum in something or not. <laughs> we got a caller here with us for talking Halloween candy and the Steelers. Three five 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 seven three eight. Hey, how's it going? You're on Factor Fiction. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Bryce calling from Brooklyn. How you doing? Bryce, how are you, my friend? It is lovely to hear from you again. <laughs> doing well, doing well. I, I was going to listen real quick, and um, I'm not a big candy corn fan, so I can't offer anything to that discussion. But, <laughs> <laughs> okay. but um, yeah, I didn't Fair know what the, right. what the fact or fiction topics were I was going to weigh in. Yeah, sure. So, well, here, Bryce, help us out here. We'll, we'll move the show along here with us. Uh, why don't you get us started here with the next one? I'm going to throw it your way. Uh, Bryce, this has been something that Brian and I were debating a little bit earlier, but, you know, Brian seems to think the Steelers' defense really stepped up last night. I, on the other hand, think Matt Stafford just didn't really perform in the clutch. So my fact or fiction question for you, Matt Stafford lost the game for the Lions. It wasn't the Steelers' defense that won it. Fact or fiction there, Bryce. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm going to actually go with the Steeler defense won it. But here's why. Because the Steeler defense, from a defensive standpoint, played their best, their best football in situational football. They were awesome in yep. the red zone. And Matt, Matt Stafford threw for a lot of yards and made a lot of plays but got outplayed in the red zone. And I think the Steelers' defense in the red zone had a lot to do with it. I don't think Matt Stafford lost it. I think he did everything he could. But in the red zone, Pittsburgh was better. Windows got tighter. Uh, unfortunately, the Lions, they just never surround Matt Stafford uh, consistently with, the, with enough weapons. Even when he had Megatron, just never a number two, a number three guy, a strong running game. He just didn't have enough. I think he is their offense. And – and the defense had just enough um, to step up in the red zone and play, quite frankly, in a in a in a um, area of the foot area of football that they haven't played well in, which is situational football um, defensively in the red zone. Right, so I, I'm going to give it to the Steelers. Right, I totally agree with you. And this is this is essential Steeler football: bend, don't break. You get in the red zone and you don't let the other team score a touchdown. You hold them to field goals, and you're probably going to win the game. And you saw the Steelers do that last night. I totally agree with you here. Like, and, uh, the, the point about Stafford not being surrounded with weapons, uh, I, I, I think that that's, that that's the nail on the head right there. Yeah, and, and Bryce, for, for me, the, the biggest thing, I, I guess my only argument for you is that, listen, Stafford gets the game down to the one. They had no success in the running game. He has to recognize a defensive set, that goal line set. Listen, on that third down, where it was third and one, and they threw, and Stafford ended up getting sacked by Tyson Alawalu. You have to get rid of the friggin' ball and try to put it in someone's hand, okay? It, it, it is a very tough situation, or you audible out of that play. Listen, he has to see the fact that there were five defensive backs out there lining up against a three-wide receiver set. That's a losing situation. Um, and that's the one reason that I'm going to come down hard on staff. Now, granted, unbelievable stop by our boys in black and gold there, and, and I will not hold them against that, but, but I have that concern, you know, going down the line uh, with the Steelers. Bryce, anything else here for you, Bam, before we cut you loose? Well, I'll just say this. I think you make a good point in terms of the audible, but, again, 
Look at the matchups. When it gets tight down there, who's he going to? I think Pittsburgh outflanks them talent-wise. Our defense, our defensive backs down there against our wide receivers, which is why I, I think the the focus should be on Keith Butler and Carnell Lake, who I do, who I think just did not overall have a good game. Too many down in and down out predictable zone coverages that allows a top ten quarterback like Stafford. I think talent wise, he's top ten to just pick you apart. Yes. And I mean, you you get Joe Hayden. It's like going to the best steak place and ordering the chicken. Sure, the chicken's good, but you get the steak. I mean, let him play more man coverage. Mix it up. Let, let's see. I mean, is Joe Hayden the guy that can man up on a more consistent basis with Artie and do it? And, and if, you don't, if you just call zone every time, they're just going to pick you apart. We've already seen this movie against top ten quarterbacks. If the Steelers are going to roll out zone, and they're all just going to call that every single down or 90% of the time, they're just going to get picked apart against good quarterbacks. It's time to unleash more man coverage. Get these guys off their spot. Help the rush. When the rush isn't getting there, you know, just what the receiver, maybe that little one second lets the rush get there. Just too much predictable play calling on the defensive end. That's what needs to be singled out. Carnell Lake and Keith Butler just calling the same defense in and out from a coverage standpoint, just getting picked apart. Yeah, and I, I think you really need to see uh, – you need to see 25, and I think you need to see 31 out there in some man coverage. Uh, yeah. I like the, yeah, I I agree with you. They they need to be a little bit more aggressive. I mean, Artie Burns, Burns can play. Artie Burns can play. He can put his hands on people yeah. too. Like he's a physical guy. So uh, I'm I'm ex- I think they will here after the bye. I'm I'm happy at six and two. Frankly, I, I was talking I to my dad today, not to date myself, but my my I was talking to my father today. My father said this is the happiest or the 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 most uh, positive he's thought about a Steelers team since '95 going into the bye week. Going into the bye week since 1995 so I like that a lot honestly my whole lifetime I've never seen I've never had a Steelers team go into a bye week at like halfway through the season where they haven't been like five and three like I mean like six and two is probably their best clip I'm pretty pumped about this team right now especially this defense because I think they have a lot of room to grow and they've already shown a lot of talent Bryce we got to let you go man but thanks so much for the call we really appreciate it Uh hi it's Jamie progressive number one number two employee leave a message at the Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um... All right, anyways, moving right along, uh, jumping into pretty much the last one here for us. Um, obviously, we got the bye this week. The Steelers, definitely going to love it. It's always nice to get a week off. I, I remember a quote, I believe it was from either Lamar Woodley or James Harrison, who said that the second NFL players get their schedule, the first thing they look for is the bye week. That's the first thing. They don't care who they're playing the first week or anything. They want to know, when do I have a week off to just sit back and enjoy myself? Um, And that's what the Steelers have this week. Then they get pretty busy. They play the following Sunday against the Colts, then Thursday night football against the Titans. Um, A lot of good primetime games against the Tennessee Titans over the years. Not going to lie to you. Uh, A very distinctive one is when Troy Polamalu made that absolutely unbelievable interception against Kenny Britt um, a few years back. But, um, you know, it, this is a big deal for the Steelers getting the bye week here. Uh, so, 
I, I guess, Hamlin, before we move into the last question, any, any thoughts on the bye week or just in general? I mean, obviously, you know, you said that you've never felt more confident about the team being, uh, you know, at a single bye week than you have now. Well, I mean, just to be a little bit more, uh, just to add a little more context, I was just curious. Um, so the NFL implemented the bye week in 1990. How was that? In 1990. So, uh, yeah, the bye week is super interesting. I mean, it's not in any other sport, right? No. Like in other sports, you get days off. Like, you know, like maybe. Yeah, sure. Like NBA, you might have like a four-day break versus play back-to-back games for a little while. Right, 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 right. But like, yeah, there's no other league where it's like, yeah, like you and three other teams are off this week. I, I wonder, like, if I wonder if the other teams that you have a bye week, like you, like hit them up and like you're like, yo, we're going to the action, we're going to this place. <laughs> you know, I wonder if it's like spring break. You know, like in college, it's like us. It's like Syracuse, Michigan, and Virginia Tech all have the same spring break. Hey, we're going to PV. Like, I think it's like, yo, us, the Texans, and, the, and like, the Raiders have a bye on, in week six. We're going, to, we're going to Cancun. Like, I don't know. <laughs> PB, of course, being Puerto Vallera for those who are uh, a little bit older. Very nice little spring break destination. Um, I'll tell you this. I don't think they're doing that simply because these guys take such a beating. They're just like, yes, I get to party on my couch. I get to yeah. sit there and ice my limbs. Well, maybe they party together on, on like, one guy's couch. Yeah. Well, I don't doubt that everybody probably gets together and does something just for fun. Um, that'd be pretty cool. I'd love to have some sort of testament on what happens during the bye week. That'd be pretty cool. Um, note to self, next, jour- next journalistic thing that I tackle is that. Let's just make that a movie. That'd be cool. The next hard knocks, bye week knocks. Maybe, like, uh, yeah, there could be a lot of hijinks in there. Without a doubt. Um, Hamlin, last question, last factor fiction. Uh, when we come back, we play the Colts. Jacoby Brissett, he's been the leading man there while Andrew Luck is out. It doesn't look like Luck is coming back anytime this season is the talk of the town, or at least until like week 13. Um, Jacoby Brissett will be sacked more than three times by this Steeler defense. Factor fiction. Fact. Fact. That was easy. Colts are bad. Colts are not good. Colts might be one of the worst-run franchises in all of sports. What if the Steelers lose this game? <laughs> oh, God. Well, that, yeah, that's exactly what we said about the Bears. Um, Listen to this. My kid brother texted me this week and says Andrew Luck will be a Steeler by next year. Oh, my God. I remember you sent me that. Raising my right, everybody. Do we want Andrew Luck to be a Steeler? I'd take him. I think in terms of a replacement for Roethlisberger, I'd rather go out and get a young guy than this dude who's already been injured as, as much as possible. They just threw him down on the books for one of the largest contracts in the history of the league. The only guy who's getting more than him is Matt Stafford. I mean, like, it, it's pretty damn difficult to rationalize. I think, he's, I, think, I think he's great. I think he's a good leader. Taking a look at the Colts over the last three games, lost to the Titans 36-22. They got shut out by the Jags two weeks ago and then lost to the Bengals by one point on Sunday. Um yeah, and it doesn't get – now they get to take on the Texans on the road, and then they get to go back to Indy and play the Steelers. So that's that. Uh, wow, we got quite the variety. We talked candy corn, uh, molestation, um, and Juju Smith-Schuster. Who would have thought that these would be the topics to come up here? But that's the beauty of live radio, you know. Yeah, none of those things are related, everyone. Don't think Juju Smith-Schuster playing hide-and-go-seek has anything to do with Kevin Spacey. Or candy corn, for that matter. Yeah. He's definitely not looking for candy corn, I'll tell you that much. But anywho, that's going to do it for us. Uh, We'll catch you here next week. See you, knuckleheads. There's a time and a place for black and white, like when you're learning to play piano. 
or when you want a big two-toned cookie, or when shopping for a pet zebra. But if you want to attract customers, there's no room for black and white. So go to Staples. Staples specializes in bold, hard-to-miss color printing. And now at Staples, get 20% back in rewards on color printing, from banners to brochures and copies to presentations. Print more color, save more money at Staples. In-store only. Ends 11 10, 18. Restrictions apply. See store associate or staples.com slash 20 back for details. Hello, you're listening to Simone de Rochefort, one of the hosts of The Polygon Show. It's a show all about the video games that you'll never have time to play, brought to you by four friends who are just as passionate about food, soft drinks, and TV shows as we are about video games. Every Friday, we bring you a new hour of personal stories, like how we found the best way to play Yakuza 0, Or even what happens when you play so much Zelda that you hurt your hands and can't play games anymore. Above all, we just have a really good time talking about the games that we love. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher. You can also find us at Polygon Show on Twitter and send a tweet to say hi. Thanks for listening.